Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. And coming at you again with another commitment for the Florida Gators, this time locally. Staying home to get Kendall Jackson, defensive lineman from Gainesville, Buholtz. And the Gators continue a hot summer on the recruiting trail. June was hot. It's continuing into July right here with the commitment of Jackson. And, man, I just tell you, uh, you're filling up the down this defensive side uh, of the football. Big-time get there for the Gators uh, and his versatility, what he brings to the table. We'll get into all that right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. It's a lot of fun. I mean, a lot of fun covering these Gators right now on the recruiting trail. Just, uh, just, it just seems, you know, we are able to – does you know discuss recruiting in a in, in a much better light? Uh, Gator Nation's happy right now, uh, and uh, we get to continue this good news right here on Gators Breakdown. So hit that like button, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so yet on your favorite podcast platform uh, or on YouTube if you haven't subscribed there yet as well. Also, Gators Breakdown Plus link is in the description to join there. Discord, uh, really good recruiting conversations going on right now uh, on the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord. And of course, I know all the the rankings talk and all that uh, out there that's been discussed, but also uh, some trends that I'll get into on this later on this episode of Gators Breakdown for the state of Florida. Uh, we were discussing that this morning uh, on the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord. So you get extra episodes, you get that message board feature there on Discord as well, where you get to have even more conversations with me and other Gators Breakdown Plus members, uh, of course. But also something else coming up. Uh, and hey, Florida Victorious, you get 20% off your first, first month at Florida Victorious using promo code GatorsBD. Link is in the description to join, but you get 20% off your first month right there uh, for Florida Victorious. And, of course, I mean, look, let's just do it. Let's continue to support University of Florida student athletes, and let's keep making let's keep making Florida an attractive destination for future Gators. NIL is the future. We know that. It plays a huge part in keeping players. It plays a huge part in getting players. And right now, you can help by joining Florida Victorious. Get 20% off your first month using promo code GATORSBD. One more time, promo code GATORSB as in breakdown, B as in down. There we go. <laughs> That's what the BD stands for. GATORSBD. That's your promo code right there on Florida Victorious. 
So, all right, you guys, you know how we do it. Florida just gets a commit. We're going to sit here and break it down. So, Gator Nation, let's do it one more time. We got to commit. And, of course, it is Kendall Jackson. Three-star on the 24-7 sports composite. Four-star on the own three industry rankings. So, a little bit of difference right here. I know, like I said, rankings have been a hot topic right here lately. Uh, so, uh, with the recruiting services out there. And now you get one right here with Kendall Jackson. And, of course... Right here on the 24-7 Sports Composite, 463 overall, the 47th defensive lineman. On three's own rankings, you know, not counting their industry rankings, they have him a bit higher, so that's why he is higher on the own three industry rankings. He is a four-star on the own three industry rankings, 369, so about a 100-spot difference right here between the two services. For Kendall Jackson, 369 overall on the own three industry, 31st defensive lineman. Of course, from Gainesville, Six foot four, 250 pounds. And look, he wanted to get a spot in this class. We see the what Florida's been doing on the recruiting trail. The spots are filling up. Kendall Jackson, I mean, it's kind of been projected for a long time now that he wouldn't leave Gainesville. He'd stay local. He'd be a Gator. But, it did, you know, take those other trips here. Uh, Kentucky probably being you know, the, the, the other school that was probably talked about the most here. But Kendall Jackson... Staying local to the Florida Gators. But that was the, you know, of course, easy, easy to make that trip. Being local can be on campus plenty of times. And, you know, I think what he was looking for is, you know, how much the staff wanted him, even though it was easier because he's local. The staff didn't treat him that way, they kept him as a priority. And we'll get into that in just a second. But let's take a look. Let's take a look at his. Analysis from 24-7 Sports, Andrew Ivins. A scheme versatile defensive lineman with growth potential and developmental upside has lined up in everything from a wide nine to a zero technique at the prep level, but figures to settle in more as an interior player as he's younger for his grade and is believed to already be hovering around six foot four, 250 pounds. We'll get into that in just a second. That has changed. That's the analysis. And, you know, and that analysis is a little dated as far as maybe where he'll settle in. We'll get into that in just a second. But let's go ahead with the analysis here. Totaled seven tackles as a sophomore before racking up 12 and a half more as a junior while facing well-respected competition week in and week out in the Sunshine State. Makes the biggest difference with his motor as he keeps his leg pumping and is always looking to clean up the trash. Plays with a nice forward lean and at times can just overpower opposing tackles or guards with his wide base and initial push. Comfortable with a few pass rushing moves, but must keep getting better with his hands as he will also, as that will also allow him to get off blocks faster and stuff gaps. Should be viewed as a potential multi-year starter at the Power 5 level. Might not be the most explosive point of attack player, but knows how to win with effort, which is important. Could be molded into a variety of different things, but looks like a future three or four eye heading into his senior season. So one more time on those stats, of course, played there at Buholtz, played some big games. I remember him playing Columbia last year. Um and I was looking at Jaden Robinson there, uh, you know, just kind of getting some more. Just wanted to see what he was able to bring in. 
you know, watching that game live on YouTube, and it was Kendall Jackson who just popped off the popped off the screen to me. He was the player that I was impressed with the most watching that game. But he was a key player for the Buholtz squad that went 10 and 3, made a run in Florida's new 4S playoff, credited with 65 tackles, 22 for loss, 12 and a half sacks, three pass breakups, two interceptions, and one of those was a pick six and two forced fumbles, a playmaker on the defensive side for that Gainesville team. In 2021, as a sophomore, he walked, worked all over the defensive line again for Buholtz. They went 12-2 in 2021. 14 tackles for loss and seven sacks as a sophomore. All that coming from Andrew Ivins of 24-7 Sports. So, you heard that analysis there, and Jackson's being recruited as the edge jack position for the Gators. You know, that analysis had him more as an inside player, but... Go back to this spring and some of the interviews that he was giving coming out of the spring, and he let it be known that the Gators see him as the edge jack at the edge jack spot. And it's a, it's a position he wants to play himself. That's the position he sees himself at and likes that he doesn't have to change position. He said, quote, I mean, I like how they use it because it shows your athleticism. So at Jack, you go from being a stand-up edge to being able to drop back in coverage or rushing the passer, being able to stop the run. It just shows your versatility that a big man can do more than just sit there and play in the trenches. So who being able to play that Jack spot, and as, as we've seen it, and how far to use it last year, you know, you, you got a lot of roles. You got a lot of responsibility in the way this defense uses creepers and simulator pressures. You're going and, and that spot, you're going to be asked to do a lot of things. Rush the passer. Act like you rush the passer, but drop in the coverage. So with that, remember, go back to the spring, and we got to talk to all these coaches. It's the only time we get to talk to all the coaches. And it was known that Sean Spencer was going to coach the interior defensive line, and now Mike Peterson is going to be coaching the ends and the edge jack positions. Jackson has built a great relationship with Peterson, Likes his no-nonsense approach to playing the game, to his coaching style. That relationship has gone a long way in getting Jackson's commitment right here. And you add Jackson to this group now of Jamonte Waller and him. Looks like playing and floating around to that inside linebacker jack spot, according to Keith Niebuhr there of on three. Uh, Amaris Williams projects to be lining up at the edge position as well now. So you got these three players you know, kind of right there in that edge Jack spot with Waller Williams and how that you know Waller as I said now being reported that more of an inside linebacker Jack so you know he'll be floating around a bit we we, we wondered about that with his size he's not going to play end or edge solely just because of that but also just you'd love that pursuit at the linebacker spot that he has shown uh, in his high school film so uh, Waller where he can move around a little bit I like that uh, and now Maris Williams. Uh, lining up at that edge position and, and kind of important there because we wondered about the recruitment of Jordan Ross uh, out there. And now I'm not so sure he ends up in this class just because of the, the spots right here that are filling up in those positions. Would Jamonte Waller and floating around the inside linebacker Jack spot and Maris Williams now projected at edge. And uh, now with Jackson being projected as edge and, and, and Jack, I don't think I don't, 
not sure is a spot now. Uh, and we've kind of, you know, we, we've heard about that the last few days that, you know, Ross and Florida may not be on the same page anymore. Uh, and it might be just because of well, how well Florida has recruited a position uh, that he'd be. I mean, look, I think if you want it in, you, you're finding a spot for him. But it might also be turning him off the way Florida has recruited. Like, look, this was a come and get your spot. And Kendall Jackson, I think that's why we saw him pop a little earlier than expected. Now, there's about a week or so difference now in how this is all playing out there for Kendall Jackson. So now I think you know, he saw the spots filling up. He wanted to get his spot, and the staff has been high on him. I've been high on him you know, after what I saw last year, a good bit in a few games uh, from, from, from there and his film and just how versatile he is, how strong he is. And you know, we'll see. You know, He'll need to be developed, uh, uh, of course, but I like, like what I've seen so far. I like what, how Florida's doing this. So now Mike Peterson – you add Waller and Williams and, and Jackson here. He got some nice weapons to play to play with coming up in the, in these next few seasons. T.J. Searcy, Jack Pyburn uh, from the from, the, from, from past classes, and now Waller, Williams, and Jackson. All those guys in the coming seasons. I mean, Mike Peterson's got some. He's got some weapons to play with at Edge and Jack right now. So uh, you know, just how all this played out, positions filling up. I'm not so sure. Uh, what you know? What that means for Jordan Ross? I'm probably sure it's a turnoff for him. Uh, maybe more of a Tennessee play now, and we'll see where that. But spots are filling up fast for this Gators class. And you know, discussing that, Kendall Jackson right now he's the 19th commit for the 2024 class, ranked third in both services right now, and he's only the fourth player. The fourth player in this class from the state of Florida, and you know I've kept mentioning this lately, and you know which each commit, you know what does it mean for trends that's going on in this class? Well, we knew Florida was kind of low uh, on in-state kids, and like I said, I don't think it's a cause for concern much at, at all. You go get the players where you can get them, but it got me thinking: how often has something like this happened at Florida where there hasn't been that many in-state? signees when it's all said and done so I, I went back and looked in 24 7 sports you can go all the way back to 1999 so pretty good barometer here and now oh I, i'll say that just for a second but let's just get to what i found here so billy napier in his 2022 class his transition class the class that he was putting together while he just got the job at florida and that 2022 class only signed six players in the state of Florida. And that is the lowest since 1999. Billy Napier's first class is the lowest in-state number-wise. And then you go to eight in the 2009 class and eight in the class of 2001. So Gator's sitting at four right now, and you're, you're counting Hawkins from IMG. He's originally from West Virginia. You know, he just transferred to IMG. So, you know, you're stretching it just a bit to get there. But nothing new for Billy Napier. Now, what I will say, it has changed a bit. He's had some smaller classes, hovering around that 20 mark. So, you know, so he's taking smaller classes and also you got to leave some roster spots open for the transfer portal more than ever now. Leaving some roster spots for transfers coming in to the program, of course. So that's going to change some things as well, uh, I think. But still, still worth noting, I think. You know, six in the class of 2022 because of what we're seeing this class. And I don't think, you know, I, I think it takes some time. We know 
how relationships need to be built and built back up in this state. Just because Billy Napier's in here doesn't mean Georgia and Alabama and Clemson and, and other schools, Ohio State, are, are going to stop recruiting Florida and still not have their success at Florida. They've had great built relationships for a while now. So that's just not, that, that's not just going to stop. But what's worth, worth pointing out and worth going back and looking at, just to kind of get a barometer of, you know, has this happened before? But, you know, it, most classes I went back and looked, it's around 13, 14. Might get up to 15, but it's hovering mostly around 13, 14 for state of Florida kids in a class. Class size will determine it just a bit, but I wanted to go back. And that's, that's enough data there to go back to 1999 and just kind of see the trend here. But right now, as I said, Kendall Jackson, four. And we look at coming up this way, who could be next to commit to the Gators? Well, then they'll add another. If I had to make a prediction here, I think they'll add another in-state prospect this week, and that would be cornerback Teddy Foster. He commits on Friday. The Gators trending to be the pick there. No surprise. I mean, he gets that offer from, from Florida, and Florida shoots up this board. Florida, He names Florida his leader in June after a visit. You know, he got the, he got that offer, came to Gainesville twice, his official visit back in June. Corey Raymond's a big, big fan of Teddy Foster. 6'2", 170 from Sarasota, so he'd be another in-state prospect there. That would give the Gators five. What about, you know, I think, if, if I think Florida will get the 25 if they can get the right guys. Zay Mincy is another in-state cornerback that I, I feel good about for Florida right now. So that'd be another cornerback, another in-state. So that'd get Florida to six. So you can see where maybe finishing this class is probably going to be mainly focused on in-state guys to finish this class. I don't think it'll be all Florida kids that finish this class, but most of it, you know, these five, you know, these five, six spots that, that are left after Jackson's commitment, I think you start focusing in state. Mincy McCray there from Daytona. Teddy Foster right now from Sarasota. So you can see where that number, while it's low right now, was probably going to be built back up in state to finish this class off. But there you have it's just a trend I, I, I was looking at, and then how far we got to go back to see, but you don't have to go back far. Six in the class of 2022 there for Billy Napier. And that class was, what was it around? If I'm here, I'll pull it up right quick, but it was what? Yeah, 20, 20 enrollees. Six from the state of Florida. So, you know, but that number looks like it's going to be rising here in the coming days, probably coming weeks, hopefully. So there you go. There's your look at uh, Kendall Jackson, the latest commit for the Gators, and where some trends are for this class of 2024. And it's a fun time. Hopefully, like I said, Foster on Friday. Hopefully we're doing another commitment episode right here there for the Gators. And the barbecue at the end of the month with some big names coming to campus. We'll, we'll get into that as the, the, the days go by. See media days coming up, so a lot to get into. But as far as, far as recruiting goes, that, that cookout at the end of the month, and we'll see if that uh, see if that speeds some things up. Get some more commits there for the Gators before the season rolls around. But that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.